Howdy folks and welcome to another edition of 10k Radius brought to you by MGM Productions every Friday from noon till midday or hang on from 10 till midday from noon to midday is not a very long show good morning gentlemen good morning Macy good morning Mendel good morning good morning I didn't know that we were an addition what does an addition mean? It's no. not a, an addition. 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 Part another, of something. Another version. Another version. Right. Uh, Morning. What, what are we another version of? 10K radius. Oh, right. You okay. know. <laughs> you know. All right. You know, you know. How, how's you doing, Mendel? Well, first of all, good morning to you, Gary. Good morning to you, Morris, and to all our listeners. Happy Friday. Happy Hanukkah. Yes, first day. First light last night. Yes. I call it yes. Hag Ha'urim, the yes. festival of lights. This right. is more appropriate this time of the year because right. at the end of the tunnel, there's always light. And that tunnel, those tunnels, yes. are going to be flooded soon with water, you heard, yes. during the week. Yes. It's a long-term... Diabetes. <laughs> Could be. Yes. Anyway, a big thank you to uh, you, Morris, for bringing in a beautiful ponchka filled it. with jam yes. and uh, yes. dripping with oil. Dripping, dripping. dripping. i tell you what, I put the bag of the ponchkas on top of the uh, Jewish news and it has seeped, seeped <laughs> from the first page through to page 30. Let me have a look how many pages. 32 pages of the Jewish news, excluding the property section, seeped right through. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what it's doing to your insides, Mendel, but uh, listen, um, don't blame me. Blame, blame uh, I won't say You could who. give your car an oil service for oh, that. I tell you what, I tell you what. In, in fact, it's... Uh, it's still lying on top of the broadcasting table here, all the oil. Remember I that? hope it doesn't get into the system. Moshe, remember that saying? Oils ain't oils. Oil, oils ain't oils. Well, I'll tell you what. John Bluthel. That's it. He was a fantastic uh, cockney, wasn't he, Gary? Never uh, mind the quality, feel the width, yeah, the late. the program. Yeah. But he lived yeah. in Australia. He lived in Australia most of his life. Great actor. Yeah. Zichron uh, Labracha. Now, have you had a latke yet? Not yet. Right. Have you had your ponchkas? Now it's the latkes. And don't so. forget, Moisha, this is something I read about. A lot of our listeners won't know. You know, it's a mitzvah to eat dairy products during Hanukkah. Now, they, so that may appear to a lot of people as being a mishigas. That's shivuus. What am I talking about? It is part of a minhagim. We've got our latkes. We've got our safganyot. Yeah. And they've everything fried in all. But there's another mitzvah to commemorate the Jewish heroine of Hanukkah, Yehudis. Right. And she was, now let me think from my Cheder uh, days, she was the daughter of Yochanan, one of the sons of Matis Yahu. So, and she uh, got this Greek general drunk by giving him salty cheese. Right. And got him drunk. And she, be, yeah, <laughs> she beheaded him and she was the heroine. Okay. Keep that in mind. We'll talk about it later if we get time. Right. The mitzvah of eating, well, the minhag of right. eating dairy. Salty cheese. Salty cheese. Right. Fried salty cheese. It's a staple wow. in Greece. Wow. Halloumi. It could oh, have been. It tastes Halloumi. good too. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's play the disclaimer so we can. Yeah, let's do that. Disclaim everything away. Yes. Including those sufganiot. <laughs> 
Well, I'm going to have a Which go in Twatsom, so we better we better place it the disclaimer. Here we go. Although everything Jay I say is not well. responsible for the views and opinions expressed by its presenters or guests. Jay Air presents a wide variety of views and opinions, which is to the benefit and purpose of community radio. There you go. You can say anything there you, you like. There you go. Right. Anything you like. Look, I must say that everything that I say in Twatsom is the truth. Um. You can't okay. handle the truth. But it's the, it's not the truth according to me. It's the truth according to uh, wherever I'm getting the information from. Garp. <laughs> Morris, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, I'll, right. just, I'll just interrupt you for a minute. She fed the cheese to a guy called Holofernes, the general of Nebuchadnezzar's army, an arch enemy of the Jewish people. Does right. that name ring a bell? Holof, H-O-L-O-F-E-R-N-E-S. Couldn't have happened to a nicer yeah. fella. <laughs> anyway. If you can bring down an army with cheese, you imagine what you can do with a real weapon. Uh, exactly right. Wow. Anyway, we have a big program today on Friday the 8th of December, the day after the anniversary of Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor, very yes, important day yes. in history, the 7th it's, of December. Um, day 342, leaving 23 days after today. And it coincides with the 25th of Kislev, 5,784. Do you realise next year is a leap year? Yes, it is. Yep. It's the... Uh, and the Olympic Games next year. Olympic Games. Games. In France. Mm. No. Paris. I don't think I'll go. No? No. Say hello to Macron. Macron. Hello, Macron. <laughs> He's married to a Jewish lady. Hello. Shalom, Macron. <laughs> We light candles this evening at 8.15. We got this right, Morris? Yes. 8.14, according oh, 8. to me. 8.15, you've outvoted, Moisha. Yeah. Last week you were in coincidence. Yes, I was. Here's this a week? Yeah. I'm out by a minute. What about the termination time? Termination half-dollar. 9.20. 9.20, exactly. 9.21. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're a minute out either end. Oh, I tell you what. Two out of three ain't bad. Let's so you better bring it in early, Morris, just to make sure it's correct. That's it. That's it. And don't forget, Gary, we'll tell our listeners, uh, next Wednesday, one day Rosh Chodesh, so tomorrow we bench the approaching new month of Tevet, Tavis, and that'll come out next Wednesday, Tuesday night, commencing the 12th of December and all day Wednesday. Keep that in mind. Yeah, it starts Yom Shlishi on Tuesday the 12th. Yep, and the Molad. Yeah, the Molad is 8.01pm. Precisely. No, not precisely. (laughs) And three halakim, three parts. Okay. So you've got to add the three parts. Oh, yes, you're right. Three eighteenths. Exactly, Moisha. See, we're getting technical. Yeah, I'll repeat it. The Molad at 801 yeah? 801 and three parts. Three, three parts. Three eighteenths. Yeah. And the Pasha of the week is Vayeshev. Correct, Gary. And means, and he dwelt, and can be found in Genesis 37.1. Beautiful, Gary. Gee, we've got a, new, a lot of information for the listeners. Uh, the Haftarah is Zachariah. Zach. Zach. You know Zach? <laughs> yeah. I know Zach. Zachala. Anyway, have a big program today. First, we'll go to the weather. The forecast today is for 34 degrees. That's quite warm. It's very warm. Just move this microphone so I can hear myself think. Kamsim. Kamsim, Kamsim. But then it drops the temperatures. Uh, With the possibility of showers 
and a possible storm and windy. It's been raining already. Uh, partly cloudy, high chance of showers, 80%. And tomorrow, you're going to get wet. Maximum of 20 with rain, possible rainfall 3 to 20 mils. Must be the leftover of the cyclone. Must be Shabbos. Must be Shabbos. Cloudy, very high chance of rain, the chance of thunderstorm, a thunderstorm, just the one. Winds southerly, 15 to 20 kilometres, becoming light before dawn. Light before dawn sounds like a pop band. Then becoming southerly, 15 to 25 kilometres an hour in the morning. So the forecast is not looking too schmick. I think Monday's going to be warm and Tuesday next week. Monday, a shower or two and 25. Yeah. Tuesday, cloudy, 31. Mm, there it is. Shots, shoes Wednesday, up again. 35 and a shower or two. 35? That's Darwin weather. <sighs> but very unsettled weather. Yeah. Very unsettled weather. Sporadic. Is that the word, Gary? Sporadic. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, crappy. Crappy. And oh. uh, the air of his kosher. Gary, an important announcement. In about a half an hour's time, we have a special guest telling us about his Hanukkah miracle, Mr. Ellie Adelist. And he's coming on live via phone, Gary. As an interesting story. So, listeners, stay tuned. 10.45 a.m. Well, it better be a good one because there's lots of miracles. Yeah. And lots He's of got a beauty with an Australian twist. The miracle is that Sufganiot I just ate doesn't bring up on me. <laughs> right. I think you'll need some uh, Eno, Gary. Eno, it might be through a boomerang and it's still going. Yeah. Stay apple, tuned. apple cider vinegar. Ellie Adelist, I think. Uh, let's see what we've got in the program today. We've got uh, days of the year, days of on this day in history. Press the right button and we'll go we'll scroll up. Lives of others. Yes, Rabbi Coleman's. We'll, we'll sit Rabbi shout Coleman out to him. Birth. His 105th birthday. Twatum from around the Jewish world. A bit of Yiddish, some jokes if yep. I can find some, if we have time. Some music. I've got a new song to play uh, that someone sent in by a band called, uh, what is it called? Chutney. Chutney? Chutney. A Yiddish group? From Sydney. Shout outs, return of the dreaded blower back of 594 Inkerman Road, Council Corner on this day, on this day in Judaism. Gee, I, don't know. I think we'll finish at four o'clock today, Gary. We do. And, and, and how many days have gone in the year? What day is this one? 300 and 342. 342. 23 left. 23 left. What are you getting for Christmas, Morris? Um, lighting... No, Hanukkah will be over by then. Um, I was going to say lighting Hanukkah candles. Um, what am I doing for Kratzmach? Ah, celebrating the birth of a guy 2,000 years ago. A Yiddish boy. A Yiddish boy. Yes. And they keep telling us there were no Jews in uh, Israel he, he, at the time. That's right. And he was well, a rabbi. there you go. Now. He was a rabbi now. And, and he was a rabbi. He was a I don't know where he got his smicha from, though. Mm. He was a good carpenter, too. Julius Caesar. <laughs> he, he's... Wasn't his dad? Was he a carpenter or was yeah. the dad a carpenter? I think he, he did it for a little bit. Did he? Yeah. Speaking of smicha, I see... Um, 
Melbourne girl Joe Bealby has got smicker in the United States. Now, who, to explain who she is to us, Gary. Oh, she's connected with the radio station. She's ah, very nice. And she got, went to America to get smicker in New York. Well, we wish her muscle tough from yeah. 10K Radio. Fantastic. I saw that on Facebook. Gary, any uh, feedback from the JAGM? Which oh, was the AGM. What happened week. at the AGM? I don't you know, still, there. you don't have any black eyes. What happened? I wasn't there. That's why. <laughs> Do we have a new <laughs> board, Gary? That we I can. I guess announce? so, but I don't know what oh, it is. Or, or someone, it. let's get someone to ring in on nine zero six nine. Maybe maybe Robert can ring in two zero eight six nine zero six nine two zero eight six. According to Sam, the numbers uh, weren't so great this year. Our, our colleague Sam Green went yeah. along. Yeah. He'll maybe report in later, Sam. If you're listening, give us a ring. Tell us what happened. Don't ring a quarter two. No. Someone else will be occupying the telephone. Yes. Ring a quarter past 12. Quarter past 12. Okay. <laughs> Days of the year celebrated in the US. Lost okay. and found day. Let's have a look. Lost and found. I remember going regularly to the Lost and Found at Mount Scopus College looking for... Your kipper. Stuff, my kipper, my school cap. Your jumper. Um, your brother. Your I don't know. So many items. Mm. And if you didn't find your own, you just nick somebody yeah. else's. Same size, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. what you're doing, Lost and Found. Yeah. You do. And your, uh, your slide ruler... Slide ruler. <laughs> yeah, remember the slide rule, Gary? Yeah, yeah. yeah they were expensive. We didn't have calculators. No. We used the slide rule. Jesus didn't have a slide ruler when he was doing his carpentry. <laughs> no. Jesus, Jesus. Yoshka, Yoshka, Jesus. Another day today celebrated in America is pretend to be a traveller day. Pretend to be a traveller. What I do you do? You lug around the suitcase or something. I've got a beauty for you, my, my shit. National Brownie Day. Got it. Beautiful, brownie. Gary. Now, listen, for you, Morris. Cho- chocolate brownie. Chocolate mint brownie, cheesecake brownie, cherry swirl brownie. Oh. That'd oh. be all right for Cherry, cherry swirl would be all right. Yeah, beautiful. Be a bit like cherry ripe. Here, how many calories are in a brownie? Here's a 85 question. 85 million. A one-ounce serving of, of the average brownie is equal to 132 calories. They go on the old uh, 132. system. That's, one, not, that's nothing. That's not many. A one-ounce. Hold on one second. 28 um, gram. In my uh, facts of the week, yeah. I'm going to mention calories. Calories of Sufganiyot. America still Just wait for it. Ounces. You won't Imperial believe Gary, how many yeah. calories are in a Sufganiyot or a Sufgan. Okay. In the second hour, we'll know a soft gun must probably be singular. Day. National what, sorry? Lard. 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 Oh, I'll tell you what. Oh. Steam suet pudding. That, that, that'll, that'll block up your arteries. Oh, yeah. I don't know about the oil in the soft gun and the ponchkas, but the lard will certainly do it. Do you remember Jenny Schmaltz? I certainly do. They're in Carlton. I tell you what, I love Jenny yeah. Schmaltz. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the grieven, the grieveners. Fat's not your enemy. It's oh, the grieveners. Carbohydrates oh. and sugar are your enemy. Oh. You walk another Moisha. I used to go down to a shop in uh, at the end of um, near Chapel Street. 
the end of Carlisle Street. And the lucky And he used to sell Gribbiners and he used to mm. buy a bag. You had to hold it out in front of you because the dripping that came from the bottom <laughs> of the bag was unbelievable. Mm. Here's a good one, Gary. This one we missed, National Crossword Solvers Day. Crossword oh, solvers. Yeah. That would be for my dad. You know that my dad, when he came from Bialystok yeah. in Poland in 1927-28, couldn't speak English, of course. He was uh, 10, 11 years of age and uh, didn't know a word. So his father brought him a dictionary and he became an expert in crosswords. Fantastic. And I used to watch him when I was a young kid doing the Herald Sun. Yes, it crossword. was called Wealth Words. Yeah. And you could win big money in ah. those days in the Herald. It was of an evening. You had to cut it out and send in mul- yes. you could send in multiples. Right. It was big bucks right. if you got it in one, you know. So perfect uh, score. He used to do it every single morning. Good and on him. I can tell you in thirty seconds he'd done the whole crossword. It was unbelievable. You, you know, the crosswords uh, were invented in the New York World newspaper in 1913 by a journalist by the name of Arthur Wynne on the eve of World War One, Not a Yiddish bloke by the looks of it. It's a great game, great, it, it good for the mind. very, very clever oh, yeah. And the lucky system. last day of the year celebrated in the US is... The Hanukkah. last day of the year. Hanukkah. Oh, Hanukkah, of course. With a H. They don't put a C in front of it. Ha. No. And Hanukkah. they don't put a H on the end. Yeah, because the, the Goyim can't pronounce yeah. it. Hanukkah. I don't know Hanukkah. why that is. Chrismukkah, they call it when yeah. it's falling dead oh, on I've actually Christmas. tested that yeah. with some of my Goyisha friends. I've said to them, say H. They can't do it. They can't do it. Yeah. They cannot do it. Now, we're going to play a little song by a band called Chutney. From Sydney, yeah. I think they're from Sydney. They're, they're playing a song called Kama Adyafa. Oh. Kama Adyafa, which means how long until Yafa. Chutney's arrangement of the Shiri Mamon, Mamon's Shiri Mamon's song Kama Adyafa, written by Kobe Aflalo. So I'll just click this over and to play, and we'll go silent while we listen to it. Here we go.
We stand with Israel. Sydney band Chutney with their new release on YouTube. If you look up Chutney, C-H-U-T-N-E-Y, it's a song in solidarity, whatever that means, supporting Israel. It is, uh, that was a fantastic song. Good production. I tell you, yeah. that was brilliant. I enjoyed it. They that. are a really, really, really good group. Chutney. Uh, Chutney, uh, Sydney-based and have just released a song and music video in solidarity with Israel and Jews around the world. And for Hebrew uh, speakers, chutney in Hebrew is tsiatni. Tsiatni. And do you know the word chutney derives from the Hindi, from the word chutna, which means to lick. To lickin in Yiddish. To lickin, or to eat with appetite. Chutney tends to be very sweet, I don't think. Like it, Gary? You, you agree with me? Has Depends which chutneys you get. Yeah, you get pickled chutneys mm. and all sorts of. They do put sugar in. Do they white? Oh boy! Yeah, uh, and salt, salt too. The Kamatat Yafa means how beautiful you are in English. It's also the first single and the chutney's debut album, coming out in March next year. Mm. Well, good, uh, well, good singers. I wouldn't mind buying that album yep. and based on that song that they just sang. There are subtitles underneath <coughs> English. Mm. So, Chutney. Good one. Well done, Gary. That was sent to me by Robert Bonchik. Right, the boss. Ah, Shabbat Shalom, Robert, and happy Hanukkah. Yes. Now he can come and change the batteries in the door. Yes, I couldn't get in today. Can't have it all your own way, Robert. I had to bang on the door, and fortunately Gary was already here because he can't sleep. Save him two donuts if he does come in. Robert, there's two waiting for you. Robert. Um, Punch kiss for Robert. Before we get on what happened on this day, I'd like to acknowledge the death of Norman Milton Lear, 
who was born July 27th, 1922 and died on December 5, 2023. He produced, wrote and created and developed more than 100 pro shows on TV and film. Including All in the Family, That's Maud, right, yeah. Sanford and Son, One wow. Day at a Time, and I can't I can't read my writing. He was born in New Haven, Connecticut, to a Jewish Ukrainian family, Russian Jewish descent. Both parents were Russian Jewish descent, and he had a bar mitzvah. Very talented man. Yes, absolutely. They might have called him King Lear. Could have done. <laughs> I yeah. made that up. There have been many programs written done about him. Oh, here's his sitcoms. The Jefferson, Sanford and Son, Good Times, Maud, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, One Day at a Time. All the programs and all in the family. Well, that was a good one. He was a prolific mm. producer. Yes. Baruch Dain HaEmes. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And also on this day, we have a few other items of note. We certainly do. December the 8th. December the 8th. In 1863, Abraham Lincoln issues his amnesty proclamation for the reconstruction of the South. That's after he obliterated it. In 1941, US and Britain declare war on Japan and the US enters the war, World War II. Turning point of the war that one and in 41 Franklin Delano Roosevelt <coughs> delivers his famous day of infamy speech to a joint session of Congress after the bombing of Pearl Harbor you know what he said he said I actually saw this on a documentary last night he said the following if Hitler wants it he's going to get it <laughs> <laughs> he got it alright Took a few years. But. In 1965, Pope Paul VI closes the final session of the Second Vatican Council, an influential, an influential ecumenical council that significantly modernised church practices. Did it? Modernised church practices? What did they do? Went from 64 to 65. They had a cross that lit up and... Uh... Here's an interesting one in light of current world events. In 1966, the US and USSR sign a treaty to prohibit nuclear weapons in outer space. Ugh. Right. <laughs> yes, how can you trust someone? Gary, did you watch the Thunderball, James Bond movie the other night? Oh, there's been a few on Yeah, they've Thunderball. started the whole really? December, the Bond movies, from the very first one of 1964. Yep. Goldfinger, Gary. Yep. Dr. And then, no. And then Dr. Uh, sorry, Thunderball. Uh, last night was You Only Live Twice. So yes. stay tuned with uh, all famous Yidden involved. Monty yeah. Berman composed the music. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Albert uh, someone. And Harry Broccoli, not Harold, a Yid. Yeah. Harold Zaltzman. Uh, Arthur Zaltzman. Someone like that. Anyway, stay tuned because Gary's a big fan of Bond. Oh, yeah. Look. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. That's our theme. Um, I don't know. I reckon the best Bond was Sean Connery by a, a T- mile. Totally agree. Yeah. A country mile. Why yeah. do they call it a country mile? Do you know who the Australian one was? Yes, George Lazenby. Only yes. had one film. Yeah, on yeah. Her Majesty's Service. 
And I reckon the best Bond movie by far was Goldfinger. Yeah, pretty hard to go past Goldfinger. Mm. Yeah, especially when he covered that uh, woman completely in gold. (laughs) There she is lying. She was in that movie, Gary. Correct again. Yes. Okay. Anyway, let's do some birthdays. Famous birthdays. Horace, born in sixty-five BC, died in eight BC. I think he was a Roman emperor. Mary, Queen of Scots, 1542, on this day, December the 8th. Ellie Whitney, anyone? Ellie Whitney. 1765. What, in relation to uh, Whitney Houston. Not back then, uh, Ellie he Whitney. He was an inventor of the cotton gin. Very, very a machine big invention. Used to mechanically pull fibres from the seed. Wow. Yes, very revolutionary. John Savalius. John Savalius. What year, Gary? 1865 to 1957. I think he was a composer, Savalius. Jean, Jean. Finnish. Was a Finnish composer and violinist, widely recognised as his country's greatest composer through his... And through his music is often credited with having helped Finland to develop a national identity during its struggle for independence from Russia. Right. Diego Rivera, 1886 he was born on this day. He's a Mexican artist. Mexican, I was going to say me. He <coughs> sounds Mexican. Oh, yeah, with a name and like here's Rivera. an interesting person called Yakim Fest. Yakim Fest? Sounds like a, uh, like a beer fest or Where, something. What year? 1926 to 2006. He's best known for his German writings on Nazi like Germany. Yeah, Jochemann, Jochemann. And Bandit. Partic- Fest is particularly noted for his important biographies of Adolf Hitler and Albert Speer. Mm. Fest refused to join the Hitler Youth in his early years. So I don't know much about him, but he's a historian and a journalist. Now... Celebrity birthday, Sammy Davis Jr. Oh yeah, what a what, the Candy Man! Remember that great song, Mr. Bojangles. And he converted. Don't forget, yeah. he became a Yid and was a member of the Rat Pack. And a good actor, Born Ocean's Rock. Eleven. I think he was a star in that Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, he was a short black guy. Good interview with the Megan David. Oh, he he was a one-eyed Jew. And, boy, could he smoke. He could play drums, too. Dance, sing, act, everything. Very talented. Very talented. He was born in 1925. So how old was he when he died, Gary? Uh, 1990. What's that? 65. Young. Young. The smoking got to him. Maximilian Schell. Uh, actor, actor, German actor, nineteen thirty yeah. to two thousand and fourteen. Yeah, I think he was in the Odessa file, from memory. Could be. You remember that great movie? Yeah, he was a great actor. He was. He was Excellent. one of Judgment the Judgment at Nuremberg. Yep. Yeah. The pedestrian, the man in the glass booth. Oh, he's Austrian, not German. Austrian, Swiss. Right. Died aged eighty-three. Not bad. Had a good night. Yeah. Good knock. Jim Morrison of The Doors. Oh, yeah. Now, he's a beauty. Now, he was one of those guys that died at the age of 27, these rock stars, a whole lot of them, including Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, Amy Winehouse. I'll go on and on. And it's just 
it, it correlates in with that number. Jimmy Morrison was that uh, great singer from, from The Doors. A lot of them died in plane crashes. Plane crashes. In fact, he was born in a place called Melbourne in Florida, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jimmy there is a Morrison. Melbourne in Florida. Boy, could he sing. Yeah, they copied their name from us. Yeah, 27, he went very young. Sinead O'Connor. A good singer, oh, yeah, country and western, singer. Gary. She was born on this day in 1966, died earlier this year. Yes. Kim Basinger, or Bassinger. Ah, uh, good yeah. actress. Actress. Oh, yeah. yeah, good sort. Good sort. Good sort. Definitely, oh, yep. She can act, and yep. uh, she, she, was in, uh, she was in a Bond movie, too. Was she? And was uh, Batman, she was in. She's 70 today. Oh, muzzle tough to her. Beautiful. And Nicki Minaj, she's 41 Ooh, today. I her, Nicki Gary. She's, she's a for singer, the singer, I think. American Trinidadian. I don't know her. Anika Tanya Maharaj. I've got one that you might like, Gary, celebrating today his birthday. Steve Elkington. The golfer? Yeah. Champion golfer, PGA champion he was back in 95. Australian. Born in Inverell in New South Wales. He's uh, 61 today. Oh. Famous deaths in history. Albert Kahn. 1869 and 1942. Albert Kahn was a nice Jewish boy. His profession was architect of Detroit. Oh. Albert Kahn was an American industrial architect best known for designing much of Detroit as well as several major industrial plant complexes. Most notably, Kahn designed the Ford River Rouge automobile complex which at the time of its completion in 20, 1928 was the largest integrated factory in the world. Ooh. Born in the Kingdom of Prussia. Died on December the 8th, age 873. Has Moshe been to Detroit? That's my question for you. No, I've never no. been to Detroit. I've been to the States, but not to Detroit. Okay. Golda Meir died on this day in 1970. Uh, yes, no, yes. I went to see Golda. Now, you're talking about smokers like uh, oh, Sammy yeah. Doja. That woman, I don't think she ever had a cigarette out of her mouth. Yeah, yeah. The fact that she lived to 80, 80 years of age yeah. is a miracle. Like, Do you know that she was in the hospital and they were going to operate on her or something and she had a cigarette in her mouth? Oh, yeah, 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 it was yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, I don't know whether it actually happened, but as she was passing away, she was on a hospital bed and she was wearing one of those uh, gas masks. Yeah to feed her oxygen, and she said, how am I going to put the cigarette in my mouth with this gas mask? So she took it off. She took one big long puff, and she expired. That was it. Mm. Boy, could she smoke. She was the iron lady, they called her. Before. Oh, she must have had iron lungs. Yeah. Unbelievable. John Lennon died on Ooh, this day. John Lennon. He was 19, young. 1980. He was only 40, 40 years old. 40 years old. He was shut outside his home. That's all he was, 40. 40. Murdered. Oh, I he thought was he was older stalker. than that. The stalker got him. No. Well, I thought he was like in his 60s. No, no, no. He died 40. 1980. Unbelievable. Yeah, there's great movies out on Netflix about that. You should and do yourself a favour. Watch them. Another John, John Glenn, died on this day. John oh, Glenn was yeah. an astronaut. He was. Yeah. Yes, he was the first one up. Wasn't John he Glenn, after? Uh, was Alan Shepherd, wasn't it? 
to, he was the first American to first all American, yeah. and he later yeah. became a senator in uh, Ohio. Ohio. He wasn't, he wasn't the first American to actually orbit. Or, no? No, there was a monkey before that. Oh, yeah. What was his name? That's a good trivia question. Oh, on the Sputnik. Oh, you got me. You it was on the Sputnik. Was it was a Leica the, the dog. Sputnik. I think um, you're right, Gary. Leica. Leica. Yep, Gary's pretty really? spot on. A yeah. dog, I think. Oh, He's okay. right. Sputnik. Okay. Was lucky the, last. That was a very clever monkey. Can you Juice, imagine? Yeah. Who you got, Gary? The last one? Juice World. Juice World. He died. Was that his name? Juice World. Died at age 21, 22. Wow. And he was a... His real name was Jared Higgins. No wonder he changed his name to Juice World. Yeah. Let's say a muscle top. We've got a... Gary, we've got five minutes before the uh, Ellie calls in. Muscles off today, and Gary plays a lot of her music, to Chava Alberstein. She was born on the 8th of December, 1946, in Poland, and moved to Israel. She's a great uh, lyricist, composer, arranger, and she moved to Israel in 1950, started her musical career 14 years later, and she has released over 60 albums in Hebrew, English and Yiddish. She is known for her liberal activism and advocacy for human rights and Arab-Israeli unity, which sometimes uh, caused a lot of uh, controversy, and they banned one of her songs known as Had Gadya by Israel State Radio back in 1989. She's re- received numerous accolades, including the Kinnor David Prize, the Itzhak Manga Prize, and honorary doctorates from several universities. Gary normally plays a lot of her songs, uh, so we say Mazel Tov to her, and uh, she's living now in Kiryat Chaim. Great, great singer and musician, Gary. More of a folk singer, but very nice voice. Muzzle top to her on her on her Yom Haledet. Her real name is Eva Alberstein, E W A Alberstein, and she was born in Sosjenets in Poland. Sos Sosnovitz, something like which that, which is where my in-laws mm. came from. Played in a lot of the nightclubs in Jaffa and uh, appeared in a lot of uh, shows and on Israel radio. She was drafted into the IDF in 1965 and became one of the many Israeli artists to rise to stardom by entertaining the troops. And as I mentioned, she's released more than 60 albums in Hebrew, English and Yiddish. And... uh, her husband is filmmaker Nadav Levitan, who wrote the lyrics for her album End of the Holiday. And uh, wrote, she wrote the music for his movie Stalin's Disciples. Anybody seen that? No. No, okay. That's enough on her. And uh, one of the most important female folk singers in Israel's history. Chava Alberstein. The station with the best music. Best music. Best music. I love the music. Best music. J-Air 88 FM. This is J-Air. We're always looking for people with an interest in radio, either presenting your own show or being on the technical side. Become a volunteer now. 
head to our website at j-air.com.au. Follow the Get Involved link and click on Become a Volunteer Now. Shall we play a little song while we wait for Ellie to come? Good idea. He should be calling in any minute. Ellie, give us a call. We're ready to take the interview. Here's Klezmania with Fischerlech. Hey, Fischerlech in Wasser. Zee is viel besser. But zee is not kein Unterschied. Von kleiner bis zum Gräser. Hey, Fischerlech in Wasser. Zee is viel besser. But say is not kein Unterschied von kleiner bis zum Kresse. Oh, hey, weh, Tochter, spad auf, was soll nicht sein? Der Säger hat schein zwölf geschlugen, kiem in Stieber rein. Der Säger hat schein zwölf geschlugen, kommen eure Fahren taten. Hey, kiem schem hier in Stieber rein, das Wetter gut nicht schaden. Der Säger hat schein zwölf Mendel, I'll leave you introduce our special phone uh, guest. Special guest, Ellie. Can you hear us loud and clear? I can hear you loud and clear. Thank you for calling in. Hug to you, Ellie. And you, you're talking to Max, but in the studio we have Gary Mellon on the panel, who you spoke to, and Morris Mond, my uh, co-presenter. So we're going to give you a three-way... Uh, uh, conversation as well, but it, you've it, got it's a, called a grilling. A grill. No, if we've got time, <laughs> uh, Ellie, just uh, to tell the listeners, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You have Smicha, correct? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I do have Smicha. One, I was from one of the last groups um, at the Melbourne Smicha program, which is run out of um, the Chabad House of Caulfield. Beautiful. And you're uh, in your professional career, your finance, financial advisor, but we haven't got time to go into it. I just want to tell the listeners a bit about your background. You had a lot to do with Ajax Thirds as well, the only Jewish team that plays on Sundays, correct? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what we might <laughs> <mean to> say. <laughs> and a member of RARA. And let's go straight into the Hanukkah miracle and tell the listeners this great story. Fire away, Thank Ellie. You. Thanks so much, Max. Yeah, I'd love to share uh, a huge Hanukkah miracle or a story that happened to me last year. Um, we, my family and I, were travelling to Sydney as we like to do. In I call Gundagai, which is about halfway between here and, and Sydney. Um, yeah, it's where, it's where the dog where the dog sits on top of the yeah, platform. Dog and the so. box, uh, yeah, that's what it's sort of famous for. And we've now been doing it for a few years in a row, and I like to run as well. So every year I could have put the kids to bed and then, you know, go out for a run for about 45 minutes or so, um, just, you know, uh, freshen the legs a bit for the for the drive the next day. And this, well, this past year when we went, it was the eighth night of, of Hanukkah. Um, so it was still daytime, so before we could actually light the menorah candles, I decided to tell my wife, all right, I'm going to go out for a run when we come back. Um, or like the menorah. So I go out for my run, put my headphones in. I'm about 
500 metres into the run, running down the road, and now this was actually Christmas Day. So Gundaga is a quiet town in general. Uh, on that particular day, it was super quiet. None of the shops are open. No one's out and about. It was super, super quiet. And all of a sudden, I hear people shouting. And, you know, it takes a few seconds, but I sort of turn around to see where the shouting comes from. Then I hear Hanukkah Sameach. Now, in a place that's called uh, in Gundagai, where I don't know if there's any Jews, hearing that sort of uh, perked my ears. I turn around, and it's uh, a young couple, Turns out to be an Israeli couple. They're, you know, shouting Hanukkah Sameach. So I stopped. Um, we had a chat for a few minutes. Why they're here. They're also traveling and stopping overnight. And I told him, look, I, I, I said two things. Number one, how did you know I was Jewish? Like, what gave it away? And they said, we saw your tzitzit. Uh, so the strings that, that we wear that remind us of the Torah and mitzvahs, um, I wear that even when I run. You don't have to, but I, I choose to. And they said, we saw your tzitzit. So we knew you were Jewish. So I said, look, it's amazing that we've met. Tonight's the last night of Hanukkah. Why don't you come to my motel room in about an hour's time when I finish this run? We'll light the, the Hanukkah menorah together. I said, sure, we'd love to. They knew Rabbi Doodle leader from, from Melbourne, so they were sort of, you know, involved a little bit. Gave him my address and said, I'll see you in an hour. Now, I continue going for the run. And in my mind, I'm thinking, who knows if they're actually going to rock up? Maybe they were just inspired for that one second. Who knows if they'll actually find their address and... Anyway, long story short, I come back in about 45 minutes and they're already there waiting for me. And now it's already getting towards nightfall, so it's the time to light the menorah. And here's where, I guess, you know, little things that happen in your life and you think, why did I do that? And then you realize there's a God in the world sort of, you know, behind all the little decisions you make. Being that it was the eighth night of Hanukkah, I took with me eight candles, or in my case, I light little... um, Flask of little things of oil, olive oil. I took exactly eight because just for me and eight nights. But for some reason, I decided to take 16 that night because the package that I bought came with eight extra. So I took only the eight I had for that night. I just decided I'll take all whatever's left. If there happens to be eight left over, I'll just take it even though I don't need it. Now it turns out now that I had this couple with me. Um, and man, not only could I light the menorah and he could join in, now he could actually light his own menorah. I had an extra eight candles or extra eight um, little flasks of oil that he could light as well. And it was so beautiful. We sort of lit the menorah together. We, we spoke about Hanukkah. We almost had like a little little Hanukkah party. We spoke about how amazing it is, you know, Jewish people in the, in the middle of nowhere sort of bringing light um, amongst, amongst the darkness. And... It was absolutely, absolutely wonderful. Oh, lovely again, story. Yeah. Yeah, amazing story. And just sort of to add one other part of the story, which is more of a personal touch for me, I said before that I, when I go running, I run with, I wear my tit when I run. And I said, you don't have to. And that's true. When you're exercising, um, you don't have to wear your tit I choose to, but it's definitely not comfortable at times. As you can imagine, you're mm. sweating. And it was something that I was actually kind of struggling with. Should I wear my tzitzit? Should I not? And then when this story happened, I thought, how did these people know that I was Jewish when I was out for a run? Because I was wearing my tzitzit. That sort of gave me a huge amount of inspiration to sort of realize that what I'm doing is a good thing. And it's not only inspiring myself, it's inspiring others others too. And I guess that is that is why we wear tzitzit. Tzitzit is literally... So you look at them, and it reminds you of the Torah. So someone else is able to look at my tzitzit, 
and see that I was a Jew. Yeah, fantastic. Are you still um, communicating with that couple at all since um, that Hanukkah? No, haven't haven't stayed in haven't stayed in touch. But at the time, we sort of made a, a few a few connections, yeah. but haven't haven't um since then ellie there's something about special about the eighth day of hanukkah zos hanukkah they call it you know it's that supernatural the number eight as well and you did a great exactly. mitzvah and that's part of uh, what rara does who you were with with other uh, events too yeah. over the years but we haven't got time to go into it now what a fantastic <laughs> lovely story it's all about uh persume nessa you know the um publicizing the miracle isn't it as well that's right 100% of uh, Hanukkah and and let me ask you are you any relation to Moshe Adelist yes he is my father oh there you go that's what I thought now let me tell you that uh, you don't know at a time connecting dots right but one of the main reasons that you have smicha that you are an observant Orthodox Jew is because of my father. Oh, you ask your dad why that is so. Mm. Uh, I won't go through it now. It's a story. But uh, you, ask, you ask your dad, Moshe, how he became from and how you today have smicha and are an orthodox and Jew spreading and it's because it of my dad all around Australia not only yeah. here in Melbourne and uh, his, oh, na- his yeah. name was David Mons and, and it's uh, an incredible yeah. story Ellie that town of yeah, Gundagai yeah that town of Gundagai Ellie's also famous many years ago for a champion racehorse the Gundawindi Grey Gunsind Gun oh yeah. was this a fade a grey wasn't Gundawindi in <laughs> Queensland Gun somewhere up there. <laughs> but um, I don't know horse racing. Okay. Let's, okay. Let me tell you also, in Gundagai in 2022, the Australia, Israel and Jewish Affairs Council director, Jeremy Jones, gave the main speech at the celebration and citizenship ceremony in Gundagai. Yeah, the late Jeremy Jones. The late Jeremy Jones. Yeah. And there you go. And he told his history at the citizenship uh, celebrations. So there you go. Gundagai's got uh, some uh, Yiddish uh, ruach yeah. that's, uh, yeah. that's through it. Ellie, where's your plans for this Hanukkah with the family? Going out into any remote places? Um, not, he's go, he's going to the back of Burke. Yeah, I don't have any immediate plans to, to go anywhere. I'll be... Um, here, here in Melbourne, but there's so many opportunities. You spoke before about publicizing the miracle of Hanukkah. Exactly. Even in our own day-to-day lives, in your workplace, yeah. and out and about, I certainly be uh, making the most of um, all the opportunities. Yeah. Do you um, what, do you lead any congregations around Melbourne, or or part of the Young Married uh, groups? I think at, at Chabad. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't lead a congregation, but I do have a, a sort of a small role at um, Central Shul Chabad in South Caulfield. Very nice. Nothing uh, at Daminyan that you do. Dam- uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm just a congregant there. Um, the Rabbi Moshe Khan he's got it all under control. Yeah. Oh, so you're um, at uh, the Central now. Yeah, I also go to. I also go to Central, um, which I really enjoy. Lovely. I there every week. 
Oh, Balkria. That's right. Beautiful, yeah. Ellie. We're getting to know your your history now <laughs> and your your family. Any of the analysts involved in the scrap metal business? There was one family that were many years That's, ago. Yeah, cousins of ours. Cousins in, in, in Williamstown, correct? Williamstown, yeah. Right. Yeah, we know everybody on Jay, from from Jay. No, it's we'll, we'll we'll get to you eventually. No, you'll come we'll in the studio live one day, Ellie, and tell us more for your fantastic uh, I'd work. Love you. I've always got a story to share. Of course, you have, and uh, keep the flame burning is what it's all about, isn't it? The flame of Yiddishkeit, <laughs> spreading it out yep, there. Exactly. Thank you, Ellie. Shabbat shalom and a happy Hanukkah. Oh, unless you want to add something more, you want to add anything else? We've got a minute or two. Um, I guess just just to add, uh, you know, today being Hanukkah as well as like if you look at the parsha this week, it's all about Joseph. Um, Joseph's whole um, way of life was to go out into the world. He he went to Egypt, but against his will. But he ended up in Egypt, and he became the prime minister. And he understood that Judaism can't just be something that is insulated and within. But you've got to. Um, take your Judaism and go out into the world and affect the surroundings around you. And that's the connection between Joseph as well as Hanukkah, where we take the light and we take a little bit of light and sort of expel the darkness around us. So uh, I wish everyone a Hanukkah to mouth and a prayer on Hanukkah. Um, and thanks so much. Looking forward to next time. Kalakavad, Ali. All the best. All the best. Bye. And a good Shabbos to you. That was interesting, Gary. Mm. We learned a little bit about the Atalists and uh, what happened in Gundagai last year. It happens all over Australia. It happens all over the world. Yeah, if you see a Chabadnik, <laughs> he'll have his sits out, yeah. And uh, we'll have to do um, Yiddish history after the 11 o'clock break, Gary, we before will. we go we into Twatton. In no, I've got a, quite a bit here today. So let's uh, give a shout-out to Hatsola, Morris, eh? Well, we've got a couple of a minute or so. No, you haven't got a minute. 1800-613-613 is Hatsola, great uh, organisation, 24-7, proudly assisting Ambulance Victoria and protecting Melbourne's Jewish community. Muzzle top on that, Mendel. We'll just play out this music till 10.58 and... 30 seconds, which is in 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. You're listening to 10K Radius on... Political system, interviews with international personalities, how we cope economically, religion and state, or on a variety of other matters that I think you would like to know about, then tune into Walter's World every Tuesday at 11 a.m., or find it on demand on the JR website. Don't miss it. Find us on Facebook. Just head to www.facebook.com forward slash Radio. That's two R's. JR Radio. You are listening to JR 88 FM.
Welcome back to the second hour of 10k Radius brought to you by MGM Productions. We were talking before the break about the Bond films that have been on the TV. Yes. On I, 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 you know, um, just uh, interrupting you there, uh, there Gary, um, you've got to help me out here. Um, the Bond Girls. Yes. Um, there were some very famous ones. Ursula Andrus, remember her? Yes. She walked out of the water in that skimpy bikini and all the men collapsed. I'll give you one. Eartha Kitt, I think, was in one. Yeah. But there was one called Pussy Something. Pussy Galore. Pussy Galore was in Pussy the first Pussy Galore. Movie. That's yeah. it. I couldn't remember yeah. the other name. Pussy Galore. Yes. Why do you want to remember that? Sorry? Why do you want to remember that? Blonde ladies. Why wouldn't you want to forget it? <laughs> You'd always want to remember that. Who was in the first one? Uh, uh, first or second one? Blonde lady. Uh, European uh, background. Uh, Brit Eklund. Was no. it Brit Eklund? Gary will check him up for you. While yeah. Gary's doing that, anyway. let's have a look at some Yiddish history yeah, before the autumn. Yes. Because we missed it before the news with Rabbi Lee. Uh, Analyst on the phone, but today in Jewish history we look at the 25th day of Kislev, and on this day in 1763, the Turo Synagogue was dedicated in Newport, Rhode Island. It is the oldest existing synagogue in the United States. I've seen some photos, beautiful interior. What year was that? 1763, Newport, Rhode Island. You can have tours of it. They do open for the high holidays. And as I mentioned, the oldest existing synagogue in the States... I would say it would have been a Sephardi synagogue. Moisha, spot on. It was founded by Spanish-Portuguese families who came from uh, Caraco in in the West Indies of of all places. The magnificent shul is built of brick imported from England and stands at an acute angle to the street so that the uh, the Aaron Kodesh, the Holy Ark, faces towards Yerushalayim. It's named after Abraham Turo, who left money in his will for the ongoing care of the shul. George Washington had issued a famous letter to the shul promising religious freedom, and in 1982, the United States Postal Service issued a stamp featuring the synagogue to coincide with the 250th, 250th anniversary of Washington's birth. The Turo Synagogue in Newport. The Chazonis, the Chazonis must have been in Calypso. <laughs> something like that, Moisha. Yeah, nice story, that one. We'll have a look at something else here. On this day, back in 1914, uh, the... The Jews were expelled, Moshe, uh, of Tel Aviv, when, were expelled by the Turkish banditten, the authorities, and sent to Egypt. Just three years later, the Turks would order the remaining 9,000 Jews out of Yaffa. In advance of the British military offensive, the Jews fled north where they suffered from disease and starvation. They were allowed to return with the British ousting of the Turks in 1917 bit of history there. Now we look at the main history for the 25th of Kislev. It's all about Hanukkah. And the Hanukkah timetable goes like this. It's very interesting. Uh, In the year 175 BCE, before the Common Era, Antiochus IV resigned. 
In the year 168 BCE, the desecration of the Beis Hamikdash, the temple by Antiochus, the fourth. Yes. Uh, now we go on to the, the same. The year 165 BCE, the conquest of the temple by the Hasmonians, the miracle of of Hanukkah. It was a three-year battle, Moshe, which finished in 165 BCE, started in 168. Uh, in 163 BCE, Antiochus IV dead. He died on that in that year. His son, the uh, fifth, besieged Jerusalem in 162 BCE on the 25th of Kislev. 161 BCE on the 25th of Kislev, Demetrius, the son of Selecuus the fourth, ruling. Alcimus was appointed the Koyhan Godel, A-L-C-I-M-U-S, Moshe, does that ring a bell? And it talks about the defeat and death of the Syrian general Nicanor. All in the history books. One more for the 25th of Kislev in the year 160 before the Common Era. Yehuda killed in battle. Yeah. Yonasan elected the leader of the Jewish rebellion. And there's one little more item here, Morris, of interest. On this day, the 25th of Kislev, Cain killed Abel. Doesn't have a year, but you could work that out with your knowledge of the Tanakh. And also, the construction of the Mishkan was completed on the 25th of Kislev, dedicated later, set date for that. And it talks also about, on the 25th of Kislev, the Yorzites of the Vilnagon's father and son in 1758 and 1808. The final one to wrap up Yiddish history for the 25th of Kislev is on this day in 1882, the first day of Hanukkah, the, the shtetl, the town of Zichron Yaakov, was founded in Eretz Yisrael. Yes. Beautiful city. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's it, Gary. Oh, one more, <laughs> Gary. I found another one. There's so much history for this day. All miracles. But this was a really bad event. It's a miracle we got here. I know. Because on this day, 25th of Kislev in 1492, they started the orders for the expulsion of the Jews from Spain. They started doing the lists. On Hanukkah, the bandit, you know. Yep, you'll find every single day is a memorable day in history and particularly in Jewish history. Certainly has. Certainly, 25th of Kislev is very ominous. Oh, yeah. You look at that <coughs> word. I spoke to listeners yeah. last week about it. You break up the the word Hanukkah, Hanu, which means 25. Uh, sorry, Hanu, they rested. Kaf, he. 25. Is 25. They rested on the 25th day of Kislev after the three-year battle. That's it, Gary, Yiddish history. We've got to get into Twadam. There's some really great stories coming up. Absolutely, always yeah. is. Okay, uh, are you affected by inflation? Not really, Gary. Once you retire, it doesn't affect you. <laughs> you don't eat. <laughs> you don't drive. Oh, yeah. I'm just curious about how... Inflation all of a sudden hit one minute and not the next. Mm. For example, I'll give you an example. In Coles, they sell tassel smoked salmon. Mm. Yeah, good brand. Yeah, and it's and they sell it in pieces for cooking. Yes. Which cheaper. Is, yes, it's cheaper. Yes. yes, and that used to cost six dollars for two hundred grams, which was thirty bucks a kilo. Yeah, that's about standard. Now inflation, which is about five percent, 
puts the price up to $11.50. Yep. How does that work? You can't work it out. <clears throat> and the one that really gets to me is petrol. Mm. How in? I don't know how they actually set the prices. Actually, I did ask a service station operator once, and uh, someone changes the price down the road. The next one changes the price, and mm. eventually it goes all the way down the road and then to the next suburb, and so. Mm. And that's how it happens. Yes. I can't believe it because you'll go and see the price of petrol at one point, right? Uh, one day. Uh, then you look at the wholesale price of petrol the next day or whatever it is, the next few days, and it's dropped. Um, but the price of petrol at the Bowser um, has gone up. Yeah. I, mean, I just can't... I, I don't understand the Pe- whole pet- system pet- of pricing petrol, petrol at the Bowser. have got petrol in the tank. But when the price goes up overseas, they say that their petrol that they bought at 20 cents a litre cheaper has gone up by 50 cents. Mm. That's not that's good economics from their point of view, but bad business. Someone's making a lot of money. That's, that's the whole point. If you want a discount, this is how you do it. If you're an RACV member, you go to the BP, you get five cents off, and you take a coupon, you get another five cents off. So it's a 10 cent discount. That's and you just it cost you about a dollar fifty in petrol to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> they're, they're to the stations that operate. No, there are plenty, plenty of BPs. Around. I always go to the McKinnon on McKinnon Road. Always yeah, the cheapest by it's far. It's always about ten cents a litre cheaper. Yeah, a, unbelievable. The cheapest at the moment one seventy four point nine. McKinnon is always the cheapest. And how come always. when the price of oil drops overseas, it doesn't drop immediately here, but when the price well, goes up, can, it goes well, up that's immediately? What, uh, that's what I can't work out. And it goes up by such huge percentages. 40 cents a litre at times. It's ridiculous. Anyway. anyway. They're crooks. I'm sure, they have, I'm sure they have a good explanation. In the meantime, let's have a bit of twatum. Let's have a bit of twatum. You go ready for twatum? I'm always ready for twatum. There you go. Twatum away. Twatum away. It's Good News Week Someone's dropped a bomb somewhere Contaminating atmosphere and blackening the sky It's Good News Week Someone's found a way to give the rotting dead a will to live, go on and never die Look, every every week when I prepare for Twatton I think to myself What do I actually say? What... We what point can thing. I make, you know? People watch the news. They read the paper. Um, and they talk amongst themselves. And there's all of these gatherings and marches and parades and people coming from overseas and giving discussions and this, that and the other. And I think to myself, how do I fit into all of this with... Twatham. And I've always maintained that Twatham should be a section of this magnificent program of, uh, as you call it, the editorial, Gary, um, of Jair, that is um, 10K Radius, that I should be talking about things that you don't regularly see in the normal... Um, news casts 
give right. them something different. Give them something different, something... You know, I always like to finish with something unusual, joyful, that will brighten a lot of the dark mm. scenarios. But one has to be honest to what is happening. And I just sort of say it not in a either a chronological order or an order of importance. I just pick certain things usually about 15 to 20 different things. Time doesn't allow us to do much more. And uh, that's where it's at. So what I've done is I've decided to start off by a thing that I call name, shame and blame. Ooh, that's a good one. So You could talk about the Bond girls instead. Well, I could talk about <laughs> Pussy uh, Galore, Galore Dahlia and Ursula Andress and... Uh, Deborah Eartha Carr. Kitt and, uh, and all. Deborah Carr, was she a Bond girl? Barbara Boucher, Jacqueline Bissett, Ursula Andrus, Linda Christian, Dahlia Larvey. There you go. There's lots of them. Well, that's a good start to Twatum. <laughs> Prunella, um, Prunella G. Well, anyway, carry on with Twatum. Anyway, so I'm going to name a few. Uh, I, I've already done this a few times in the last few weeks, but let's let's name, shame and blame a few organisations and individuals and so forth. I don't know, it makes you feel good somehow about naming, shaming and blaming people about the situation that we Jews find ourselves in, not only in the Middle East, but globally, everywhere in the world. I don't think there's a place in the world that we can hide from. And I suppose that's our mission in life. We have to be a light to the, to the nations. We have to be there. We have to expose ourselves, Gary and Mendel. You have to expose yourself. Anyway, let's name a few of these uh, things. The first one is the women's organisations. These so-called mainly socialist left-wing uh, uh, females who are up in arms continuously about the rights of women. Now, I am for them. I reckon that women have rights, obviously. Men have rights as well. But in this situation, it appears that Israeli women, taken as hostages, kidnapped, brutally raped... Mm decapitated, breasts cut off, having to watch their children similarly brutalised, etc., etc., etc. And we ask, where are you? Where are you? The hash me Too's of the world, the United Nations women organisations, the various individual women that head and are part of these organisations. Where are you? Or they've toit, they've, they're dead, they're, they're nothing, right? Some of them have been forced after 50, 60 days to actually say something, but almost like in a passing comment. These are the first ones that should be named, shamed and blamed. The next one, and I did mention this last week, 
Antonio Guterres, the United Nations Secretary General. He's a piece of work. A few weeks ago, he came out with a comment in the United Nations, which was, to put it mildly, anti-Semitic, anti-Israel, anti-Zionist. But now he's come and he's using an article of the United Nations called Article 99, and it allows the United Nations to demonise, you might say, accuse people of crimes against humanity. It's very, very rarely, if at all, I don't know how many times it's actually been declared, but he has declared it, Article 99, and it forced the Israeli ambassador to the United Nations to call on Guterres to resign. Danny Dadon, am I right? No, Danny no. Dadon was the previous one, oh. Erdan. Yeah. Oh, he used right. to be the Speaker yes. of the uh, Israeli Parliament. Mm. So he's come out and said, what a halosius, as mm. we say in Yiddish. What a, what a terrible thing. Mm. And uh, he said, uh, and he has uh, called on the Secretary-General Guterres to resign. Good. And uh, I back him. We should all back the ambassador and we should all call on the Secretary-General to resign immediately. Hand in your papers. Get lost. Fly back to wherever you come from. DCM, don't come Monday. Yeah, that's it. Don't pink, come Monday. Slip. Yeah. yeah. Pick up your paycheck. How much does he get a year? Yeah. 50 million or yeah, whatever it is? Like I don't that. know. He doesn't do it for a dollar fifty. The next one, and this is another one that I mentioned last week, is that bandit, that Turk, Erdogan, the president of Turkey. Thumbs down. Turkey, as they now yeah. call it, Turkey, or whatever it is. Anyway, oh, he's a shocker. He's now come out and said Netanyahu is a war criminal, should be hauled before the International Criminal Court, etc., etc., and should be thrown in uh, prison and the keys thrown away at best. Maybe uh, hung, shot, I don't know, whatever. But he is just a piece of work. The next one, and this one you may or may not really... This is a shocker. It's the United, Nat United States Senate. And you say to yourself, what am I talking about? The United States Senate, aren't they pro-Israel? Aren't they pro-Jewish? United States Senate. There must be a lot of senators who are Jewish themselves. Do you know that they've just voted down military aid badly needed by Israel and also military aid to Ukraine, by the way, right? And the vote was 49-51 on party lines, <clears throat> so no one crossed the floor. The Democrats hold the power in the Senate. Um, the Republicans hold the power in the Congress. So it went through the Congress, went to the Senate and got voted down this week. You will not believe the reason why they voted down military aid to Israel and Ukraine. If you can 
work out the reason you, Gary, and men, you are geniuses, geniuses. Isolationism. Nah. They've run out of money. Nah. You'll never get it. You'll never get it. I, I just, I gasped. I, I, I just couldn't believe it. <coughs> they voted it down because of the issue with the Mexican border dispute because the other party had voted against something or rather to do with the Mexican wall, the border dispute, right? And so they were going to get their them back and so they voted down military aid to Israel. What has the Mexican border dispute got to do with military aid to Israel who are fighting for their survival against this criminal terrorist organization, Hamas? So I am naming, shaming and blaming the United States Senate. The next one. Jordan's King Abdullah. Now, we have a peace treaty with Jordan. We have an embassy in Jordan. Jordan has an embassy in Israel. I'm not too sure where the Jordan embassy is. It must be in Tel Aviv. Wouldn't have it in Jerusalem, surely, would they? I don't know. I don't know where it is. But anyway, they share embassies, they share resources. Israel provides water to Jordan and Jordan provides solar technology to Israel. So, you know, they're doing geshef, they're doing business. But this king and his foreign minister, oh, he's a real bandit. Well, King Abdullah, he said, enough's enough, cease fire straight away. We can't keep killing these Hamasniks, these Palestinians. We've got to sit down and talk. Who in the hell are you going to sit down with and talk with? It's unbelievable. And people are actually backing him. That's the unbelievable thing. The next one, name, shame and blame. Amnesty International. I think, Gary, when Amnesty International started, they were, like, looked upon as the good guys. You know, like they were doing, you know, they were almost like Greenpeace, you know. They were doing good work. They were providing support to people that needed it, in need, etc., etc. They were for the downtrodden. But they've turned into a racist organisation. And now they're doing the same thing. They're becoming anti-Israel, anti-Jewish, anti-Zionist, you know, saying that Israel is committing war crimes and they shouldn't be in Gaza and they should pull back and there should be a ceasefire and saying that uh, Netanyahu's a criminal and all this sort of uh, Garson, Amnesty International. I've left, I've left the last one. I mean, there's plenty more. You know, you could keep going forever. But I've left the last one for last obviously, because it's the last one. But, you know, and, and, you know, I'm running out of time. I want to actually talk about other things as well. But let me tell you, this one really, oh, if it's, 
we say in Yiddish, uh, you know, it really upsets you. It mm. sort of turns your intestines inside out, yeah. right? Sedrate the kishkes. That's it. Sedrate the kishkes. This is a, this is a, you will not believe okay, this. Stay, Mendel, stand Gary. by. Yeah. In America, there's been a Senate inquiry mm. into the anti-racist, anti-Semitic, anti-Israel scenarios that are going on in university campuses, colleges, other ed- educational institutions in the United States of America. Now, they, they pulled in three of the so-called presidents, the heads of these institutions are called presidents, right? It's like uh, chancellors here in uh, Australia. So these presidents, they're all women. They're all socialists. They're all left-wing, right? And they pulled in the head of Cornell. Cornell. They called in the head of University of Pennsylvania, and they called in the head of MIT, Massachusetts Institute of Technology. These are all very leading educational colleges, universities, institutions. And they posed a question, a very simple question, Gary and Mendel and listeners. What is your stance? Do you believe that what is going on in your campuses is anti-Semitic? The comments the protests, the innuendos, the accusations. And there was silence. They didn't answer. So the, 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 the head of the Senate Commission forced them to answer. He cens- she censured them and said, you have to answer under law. So they gave an answer. And the answer was, it's got to be looked at in context. It's context directed. That is to say, you have to read the whole document, the whole statement, and then you can make a decision as to whether it's anti-Semitic. If someone calls for the destruction of Israel... If someone calls for the gassing of Jews, and I'm not saying that they mentioned this in these statements, if someone and doesn't mention October 7, just focuses on Israel's rightful response in Gaza, if you call on the destruction of a United Nations country, if you call for the termination and use things like um, to the re- what is it to the sea the from the uh, Jordan to the sea, which means basically from the, river ex- the from the river to the sea, which they're calling the Jordan River to the sea. All of these terminologies they're calling on the termination of Jews. Yeah, that's that's basically it. That's what they so, said, Mauricio, from October 7th, a three-day worldwide killing of Yidden. It was Islamic Jihad announced it, remember? Yeah, so they're basically approving 
what's going on on their campuses, but hiding behind this uh, statement that you've got to look at the context. Oh, yeah. What context? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, a context of what? That goes against your statement that you want to kill somebody, that you want to brutalize someone. Anyway, but Sickening this is concept. where this is the this is this is the clincher. This is the clincher. This is what I'm getting to. One of the three, the president of MIT, is a woman by the name of Sally Kornblut. And she's Jewish. And she's Jewish. That's it. You told us last Married week. Married to a Jew, ah. a Jewish professor. You, I can't believe Sally it. Sally Kornblut, I'm naming you. Shame. Shame on you. Shame. I'm blaming you. You are, as we say in Yiddish, a ah, banditki. A shtick drek. You are a shtick drek. <laughs> hand in your papers, right? Go with Guterres. Hand in hand good. to wherever, maybe double. to Turkey, to Erdogan, right? Have a meal with him. You are a piece of work. Oy, oy, and oy. let me tell you, I don't care about... We didn't play the disclaimer in the second hour, Gary. Played it in the first it's hour. covered in I'm for the second. Be, I'm going to be shot to bits. No, you're covered, Moishetz. But let me tell you... You want more booing? This is an absolute oh. disgrace. I've always I, said... Mm. No nation on earth can put us down, destroy never. us. I'm Israel Chai. Never, ever. That's why we have survived for thousands of years. But our greatest danger is within ourselves. Mm, mm. When we have Jews that think like this, that relate like this, that behave and act like this, that speak like this, in front of a U.S. Senate, which is a public forum. Everyone can see it. Everyone knows about it. How can you condone, even to the slightest, such an action by this Jewish so-called Jewish? I don't call her Jewish. No, she calls can't. herself Jewish. She might be biologically Jewish, but to me... Halachically, she's probably not. Definition-wise... If you look at the definition of a Jew in uh, the book of uh, Jeremiah, she ain't Jewish. Mm. Anyway, that's that. Moisha, can I tell you something that just happened an hour ago again in the CBD? The protests, the uh, hundreds of students are going through, uh, they're gathered at Flinders Street Station, and uh, it's on again. What? They're having another one, the students. That's what it's saying, <laughs> yeah. Again, and well, got, you've got climate change there as well. Michigas stopping traffic on King Street. Uh, don't forget, Moshe, you forgot to mention something very local. In Ballarat last weekend, Ballarat. the neo-Nazis. Unbelievable. But what is, what is really unbelievable is the police. The police response in Victoria is abysmal. Well, the Victorian so government, yeah, abysmal. The Melbourne Mayor, Sal Sally, we've got two Sallys, Sally Kornblut, Put them together. MIT President, mm. Sally Cap, Mayor of Melbourne. I name her, I shame her, I blame her. Sally, if you want to come onto the program, you want me to interview you, you want to make a statement live on JE, I invite you to come. 
put your point of view. I've got my point of view. Others have got their points of view. I'm more than happy to invite you here. I'll even give you a Hanukkah ponchki, right, full of oil. I'll oil you up. Sally, come, talk to us, put your point of view. But uh, let me tell you, at the moment, the way I see it, my opinion, not the uh, station's opinion, my personal opinion, you ain't pulling your weight, Sally. You ain't pulling your weight. I'm going to uh, the station with the best, me, best, me, best, me, best, me, best music. Best music. I love the I music. Love the music. Best music. J Air 88 FM. Let's uh, let's go on to some other uh, mm-hmm. segments of the program. We've only got uh, less than 25 minutes, but um, look, I'll just uh, one one last thing because uh, I'd like to finish off talking with something a little bit. Freilich, Freilich. right? Yeah. Sufganiyot. Now, we mentioned this last year at this time. 30 million, 30 million Sufganiyot to be eaten over Hanukkah. Now, you mentioned calories before, Mendel. Yep, 130 130 calories to a... An American ounce, which is 28, 30 grams. Yeah, but what was it to uh, what food? A brownie. A brownie, a brownie. Yeah, brownie. yeah, yeah right. Sufganiyot, 800 calories. <laughs> 800 calories. Now, I've worked it out. If you take that each, if you say round off the Israeli population to 10 million, which includes Israeli Arabs, Christians, etc., etc., et that's 24 billion calories over an eight-day period of Hanukkah. Um, that's oh, quite. Yes. That's quite an amount right. of, uh, uh, you know, calories. Uh, I feel nauseous already. I tell you what, to Jim. burn off twenty-four billion calories, <laughs> you're going to have to be going thirty million sufganiyot, eight hundred calories. A suf. What's the individual word for a sufganiyot? It must be a sufgan. Sufgan, yeah, sufgan, sufgan. And what about the number of calories in a potato latke? Have you worked that out for me? <sighs> less? I don't know. I think it'd be less. I don't know. Because do you, you're dealing with spuds and uh, there's not much sugar there. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. No, there'd be much less. We'll work well, it out we'll, later. We'll have to work that one out. Maybe somebody can ring us up and tell There's us. a lot of starch. But uh, mm. which is there you go. Hard, right? um, what else can I say? I think I've no, said no, enough. I think you have. Um, that is Totten for this week. Next week, I'll do the uh, 20-odd uh, points of Totten that I've missed this week and try and catch up. All the best and... Uh, We'll be here with another segment, an editorial segment of 10K Radius Twatum next Friday. 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 And listen, do you know the, uh, the word in Yiddish for oil? Oil. Oil. E-Y-L. Yeah. Or some call it Bimel. 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 is more to it. A-Y-L. Correct me if I'm wrong, Moshe, in Ivrit is Shemen. 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 Yeah. Shemen, yeah. And. Shem Tov, Mi Shemen Tov. Yeah. It's a very famous uh, phrase in Kohelet. That's it.
Enjoy listening to Jay Air? Support us and become a member by visiting our website, j air.com.au. Jay Air, 88 FM. And this is 10K Radius, brought to you by the phone that started ringing. Someone's ringing in. Oh, this oh. could be Sally Cap. Oh, this could oh. be this could be Sally uh, Cornblut, or Sally Cap. Maybe she's uh, making a uh, appointment. Let's give a shout or out a, to. Or it could uh, be manage, uh, management wanting me to leave. Hang on, we're talking now. A shout out to Kosher Meals on Wheels, right. great community organisation, and we'll give out the phone number. Susie Langley says it's Sufkanya. Zero four seven four two one five double nine six kosher meals on wheels dot org dot au. They do a fantastic job delivering meals all over Victoria since nineteen seventy two. Seventy two. They started. Yep. Fifty one years. Kosher meals on wheels. Zero four seven four. Two one five double nine six. Now, who was that on the phone? That was Susie Langley. Yep. Telling us that the plural of Sufkaniot is... No, the singular. The singular. The plural is Sufkaniot. And yep. the singular is Sufkania. Sufkania. Makes Thank sense. Thank you, Susie. It's just Thank easier. you very much. Don't forget to join us a minute. We've at least got one listener. Yeah. I use the word ponchka. That covers it. Ponchka. Or yeah. donut. No, Ponchka, Ponchka. I've always it? known it as Ponchka. Krispy Kreme. You ever walked past the shop and seen the variety of Krispy oh, Kreme? Not that I would Yeah, but they're, they're not, not kosher. No, not kosher. It could Someone be done in dripping, <laughs> they say, in the old days. Fried d- in dripping. D- there's, a, there's a wide price for uh, donuts in Melbourne. Uh, Hamish are uh, at $2.50. I don't mind uh, rec- you know, saying this over the airwaves. Because uh, it is uh, all the way up to uh, someone uh, mentioned to me five bucks, five bucks a donut, Mendel. Um, That's inflation, Morris. That is inflation. It's there you go. Almost tripled in price. Now, why should one be two fifty and one be five bucks? Maybe it's double the size. It's I don't called know. price gouging. Price gouging. Well, I won't say who it is that's selling them for Prices five bucks. Prices don't go. Don't have to go up three hundred percent. When inflation is only six percent, I wouldn't right. mind. There you Why go. should a carrot cost eight hundred dollars a kilo? They reckon that the, someone told me that the best donuts, according to them, is the one from Chocolatine, but you have to mortgage your home to buy one. Are they kosher under the? Oh, Chocolatine! Oh, yeah. yes, definitely, hundred okay. percent. Maybe we'll give the them a ra- shout the ra- out. The, the chief rabbi said so. Yeah, he sprinkled oil over the donut. Thank you, Susie, Made for the uh, discussion about the sufkania. Beautiful. The sufkania. Listen, Gary, let's do a bit of Yiddish. We change let's, the show yeah, around a bit. Absolutely. Yiddish. This is the Yonte Fin Licht. Fin Licht. Licht Licht. Festival of Lights. Festival of Lights, I'd like to refer to. And we, oh, it, can it, I just interrupt? Sure. One, I must. I must actually. Two twats. Yeah, I, go ahead. I absolutely must say. Okay. The first one is, do you know, there's going to be 90 sites in Gaza lighting Hanukkah candles. Fantastic. 90. And they're IDF bases or congregations of IDF soldiers. 90 
public lighting of Hanukkiot in Gaza. Yeah. I saw some photos with that'll, soldiers. That'll, that'll put it right up the Hamas. Yeah, with Hanukkiah on their back. Yeah, with the absolutely. I sent it to you. Yeah, fantastic. And the other one, the other one, the last one, very quickly. You're holding your finger up, Gaz. After you. Oh, okay. They've opened up a Chabad house in Gaza. I saw that too. I yes. sent it to you. Thank you. The Chabad house of Gaza. There you go. I don't know where exactly it is. I don't know why they picked this particular building. It must be a Hamas former headquarters or something. Right? Don't forget there were 92 shuls in Gaza there before go. we gave it back in 2005. All right. destroyed for them. There is one that is operating and they opened it up and they're duffing there. Really? So, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, in Gaza City. But the Chabad House of Gaza... You go there, you get a good meal, <laughs> and uh, I don't know who the uh, the emissary, the shaliach for the rabbi is there, but uh, that not that wonderful? Chabad House already in Gaza. Yes, Gaz. Yes, Why were you holding, putting your finger te- up at me? Text message come in from Noel early regarding yep. your editorial. Yeah, and Noel says, "Fully agree with your thoughts and keep it up." Thank you, Noel. Shabbat shalom to Noel, you. Noel, I've already, I've always got it up, and I know Noel very well. He was one year ahead of me at Scopus, and he had the toy shop yeah, uh, at the pedestrian years, crossing across years, the road yeah. from the CBA, England Huntley Road. Toy World. Toy World, and Noel was a former councillor and mayor, mayor of, of Glen Ira. Glen Ira. Yep. And Noel is a mensch. And I always used to go in and say uh, a guten tag, and we used to chat. And uh, Noel, you keep it up as well. I don't know uh, whether you uh, have the koyach to keep it up, but uh, I'm doing my best to keep it up, and I will always keep it up and have a go. We've had him on the phone many times, Noel, over the years. He was a great mate of your late brider, Nathan. Oh, my brother used to go oh, in there all yeah, the time. Chavarim, uh, Chavarim. You know. Noel, Shabbat Shalom to you Noel and Helen. Noel is what we call in Yiddish a Guta Mensch. Yeah, a Gita Mensch. A Gita. A, you say Gita, I say Guta. Here we go for some Yiddish for today. Yes. We the Lidl Mars to bald noch uns in the Hanukkah Lichterlech. Yeah, we we light the. Uh, yeah, we no, see. no, I've got more yeah. to come, please. Ooh, let's go. Ganze Megillah. The lead stammt from the 30th century when a man was hat geheißen Mordechai hat es geschrieben. Maus Sur alludet zu die Geule fin Mitzrayim, fin Babylonia, fin Persia und fin Syria. In and the Stelzach avec mit Finiv Divisions or Stanzias. And the Zach is a Sachabatnik singed nicht dem Lidl. Zai haben nicht a Sach in the Sudurim dem Morosur. Zai, zai haben a, a, a ganze Minhag nicht zu singen dem Lidl. A Sach singen, a Sach andere Sidim singen. Zai suggen. The melody stumpt sich fin a deutsche folk lead. That's why I'll let you translate it. You know well, what I'm talking that, about? That Mars is absolute. That is absolute crap. No, Morris, it's <laughs> right. not no, in no, the Sudurim. No, no, no. The, the fact that they it, do it because oh, of it comes from a German. The, 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 the reason that f- they do it is crap. Okay. And, the, and, and I'll give There's you a, lot a perfect of arguments. example. We'll run out of time. I'll give you a perfect example. One of the major Chabadnik songs 
comes from France. Yes. It's the French national Yes, they song. sing it every, t- every I don't shot know whether it's a French national anthem or mm. what it is, but it got taken up mm. by the Chabatniks and they sing it all the time. The fact that this one is from Germany. Yeah, 13th century Germany. 13th century. And it's got that, Look, uh, you know. It's, folk, it's you know, not appropriate, they say, maybe, but a lot of them disagree. Yeah, look, 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 whatever business. their view is, but uh, they do use other national songs. Yeah, communist songs too they use. Of yeah. course, they don't sing the Hatikva. No, they but, won't. Uh, the Hatikva uh, comes from a Romanian Yeah. Um, we'll run out whatever. of time, Moisha. But that was about Miles Sur in Yiddish. Yeah, it yeah. means translated as Rock of Ages. Yeah. Beautiful song. We sing it. Miles Sur Yeshua. That's oh, enough. Oh, beautiful. Now, the next bit of Yiddish for today yeah. is uh, here it goes. Oh, sorry. Oif de Hanneke Esmen Sachen connected mit Ness finde Oil. Getoffel Latkes, me es Ponchkes, äh, Kinderspiele mit a Dreidel, was hat dort geschrieben auf ein Dreidel, nun gimmel chai shin, und dus vertart sich as a große Ness, is dorten geschehen. Äh, me get Kinder Channeke Geld, me get sei, äh, Matonis, und, äh, der Channeke Lichterlech lernt ins Alexie auf Eibigkeit. Der jüdische Flamme wird brennen auf Ebe. I'll translate that quickly because we're running out of time. Uh, the Hanukkah's all about the oil. We eat uh, potato latkes and donuts. Uh, children get to play with a dreidel. And on that dreidel are the letters Nun Gimel Chayshin, which refers to a, a great miracle happened there. In those days, and we give the kinder Hanukkah gelt related to the word chinuch. Uh, Morris related to Hanukkah educating the Education. children with these. Uh, they see Yiddishkeit, and it encourages them to learn about our heritage. We give them uh, pr- Hanukkah presents and uh, chocolate coins, but the and. Um, <coughs> The message is that that Yiddish flame, no matter all the persecutions that we've suffered over the years, keeps burning and will burn forever. Here's my message to all the 10K Radius listeners. Happy Hanukkah and may this festival of lights bring blessings, brachas upon you and all your loved ones for happiness, for health and for spiritual and material wealth. I won't play the booing. Uh, have you heard of the English political commentator Douglas Murray? Absolutely. He's very good, isn't he? He is so pro-Israel and what is going on. Everyone should be listening to his videos they are just absolutely brilliant. They're on point all the time, aren't they? On point, highly rational, highly logical. Everything he says is he hits the he hits the uh, what? How do you say it? The nail right on the head. Absolutely. What about Gerd Wilders? <coughs> oh, well, he's the Dutch Prime Minister elect. Yes. And uh, also very, very pro-Israel, 
we got a number of countries that are pro-Israel. It's interesting, uh, it's another Twatamite that I was going to mention, that the Brazilian president is very anti-Israel, but there are a number of MPs from Brazil that are going to visit or are visiting Israel uh, against his wishes and direction and directives and uh, there you go but uh, look there's a lot that have closed up their embassies what about Tuszynski uh, from Poland um, and what's he saying he doesn't want any um, immigration at all right he's got no illegal immigration at all in Poland right which he seems to believe is the cause of a few hassles right illegal refugees illegal immigrants coming from uh, Middle Eastern countries. There, there you go. go. There Here's you go. Let's do partial of the week. We will, Gary, a couple of facts for Moshe. He loves facts and figures. I do, I do. He does. On that dreidel, those uh, letters, Nun, Gimel, Hay, Shin, correct, Moshe? Yes. You take the numerical value, add it all up, you get 358, and that refer- is the grammatria of Mashiach. Yes, it's worked out for you perfectly. 358. Do you know that 358 is 8, 8, short of 365, the number of days in a year? Well, there you go again. Now, Moshe, here's an interesting fact. Gary, did you know that the menorah that they lit on Hanukkah when they found that uh, that little cruise of oil was lit in a... Menorah, not not the big seven-branch one. Yeah. It was lit from one made from spears, wooden spears, because the word for spear in Hebrew is remeh, and it comes from, related to the word rachmona. Hashem had uh, pity, rachmonas, on the Yiddish people. Right. It was the only thing they could uh, make at the time. Everything else was tumah. It was defiled by the, the yes. Syrian Greeks. Interesting. Interesting. Interesting, very yep. interesting. And we'll come up with a few more before the show's out, Moshe, no, no doubt. Beautiful little yontif, isn't it? We can work, we it can eat. A, it is a wonderful yontif. Uh, gets you in a good spirit. Absolutely. Parsha of the week, Parsha, Moshe, we'll run out of time. It's if we've got time <laughs> at the finish, we'll make a couple we of like announcements. We like candles tonight at 8.15 or 8.14, one, whichever one you like. Yep. And Shabbat sends tomorrow uh, at 9.20. Uh, Parsha of the week is Vayeshev. Vayeshev. Yep. Can um, I ju- just make a couple of announcements? And the Relevant to Hanukkah. Go um, so we've got uh, this Sunday, the 10th of uh, December, starting at 4.30pm at Caulfield Racecourse, Station Street, Caulfield East. We've got Hanukkah at the racecourse. There's going to be a grand menorah lighting, spectacular fireworks, exciting rides, a food park, a live concert, and much, much more in solidarity with Israel. From uh, sponsored by Chabad House of Caulfield, a major unity event. Let's all support it. I think it's also sponsored by CSG. And uh, Sunday, the 10th of December, at Caulfield Racecourse, Hanukkah at the Racecourse. And uh, next uh, Monday, in the CBD, Chabad of Melbourne CBD and St Kilda Shul, invite you to Hanukkah at Parliament, at Parliament House. That's Monday, the 11th of December, at 1pm. Minus Sally. Minus Sally. 
Mind you, Sally, if you are there, she's never been to um, any of them. I will. Can't, I I am more than happy to meet with you, talk with you, face to face, and invite you to come onto our program here at 10K Radius. Okay, uh, I'll interrupt you there, <coughs> Morris. Yes. Another message from Noel. Yes. Many thanks for your kind words. Shabbat shalom. There you go. You're most welcome. Okay. And anyone else that wants to ring in. They can, all they need to do is say Shabbat Shalom, Chag Sameach, That's whatever it. you want to say, you can say it, and we will accommodate you. Um, One more, Morris. We'll yeah, run on. out of time. No, you. I think we better go for Parsha. Parsha of the week. We're going to read tomorrow. Parshas Vayeshev. Yeah. Uh, Vayeshev Yaakov Be'eretz Mugoreoviv Be'eretz Kanaan. Now, Jacob was settled in the land where his father had resided in the land of Canaan. And uh, it talks also about, uh, what does it talk about? Moses, very long, we'll go quickly. He set, Jacob settles in Hebron with his 12 sons. His favorite one is uh, Yosef, the 17-year-old Joseph, whose brothers are jealous of uh, his special treatment. Uh, he gets a, uh, the, um, the many-coloured coat that Jacob made for him. Joseph relates to his brothers two of his dreams, which foretell that he is destined to rule over them, uh, increasing their envy and hatred towards him. Uh, talks about uh, they throw... The brothers actually throw him into a, a pit f- full of snakes, and eventually... Uh, the Midianites come along, they find him, and they sell him to the Ishmaelites. That's a story that'll take a long time. I won't go into that. Uh, in the parasha, Yehuda, Judah marries and has three children. The eldest heir dies, young and childless. And his wife, Tamar, is given in a Leverite marriage to the second son, uh, there's Onan, his name was. He sins by spilling his seed, and he too meets an early death. Uh, Tamar goes in, on and disguises herself, Moshe, as a prostitute and seduces Yehuda himself. Yehuda hears that his daughter in law has become pregnant and orders her executed for harlotry. But when Tamar produces some personal effects, he left with her as a pledge for payment. He publicly admits that he is the father. Tamar gives birth to twin sons. We'll talk about this more next week. One of them, Peretz, an ancestor of King David, David HaMelech and Zerach. And Yosef is taken to Egypt and, and sold to Potiphar, the minister in charge of Pharaoh's slaughterhouses. Moshe, yeah. I'll hand it over to you. We've okay. got very little time. Uh, all right. I just want to make one announcement before I get on to the sure. uh, central message of the Pasha as far as I'm concerned. I want to mention Pillars of Light. You know that every evening uh, at Federation Square... Um, yes, that's been... During a, a Hanukkah, uh, each evening there's going to be a lighting of the... Uh, Menorah, Hanukkah. Uh, there's a program uh, with guest speakers, dignitaries, artistic performers, etc., etc. The message of Vayeshev is in the first pasuk. Vayeshev Yaakov Beres Megurei Aviv Beres Kenaan. Listen it. to this. Yes. That Jacob, our forefather, who is known as Yisrael, yep. he settled in 
the sojournings of his father, Yitzchak, Be'eres Canaan, in the land of Canaan. Yitzchak never left Canaan. Mm. So if you're asking, are we entitled to this land? Absolutely. We have a document that says it. And and what about Yaakov's brother, Esav? Where was he? Mm. If you look at the partial of last week, it says, Vayeshev Esav Bahar Seir. Esav Hu Edom. His brother left Canaan and settled in another area, another country, Edom. But Jacob, Yisrael, he settled Vayeshev Be'eretz Canaan. We have a right. We have a heritage. We have an inheritance. Eretz Canaan, Eretz Yisrael. This is the promise that God made to our forefathers, Avraham, Yitzchak and Yaakov. And we will defend our rights. We will never give up those rights. Am Yisrael Chai! Amen. You've been listening to 10K Radius and as is our want and our dedication, this program is dedicated to the six million who cannot tell their story today. We thank you for listening. Tune in again next week at 11, 10 o'clock. Thank you for listening. Shabbat Shalom. Happy Hanukkah. J.R. 89.9 